Hey there, and welcome to Town Hall, the podcast for service-based businesses hosted by Schedulicity. I'm Jamie. Today we've got not one, but two guests, and I've got to say they're quite the dynamic duo. Philip Wolf and Alfredo Lewis are celebrity stylists, business partners, tight-knit friends, and just fantastic personalities. You'd be so lucky to have them at a party. That might explain part of how they've grown such huge followings on Instagram. Tens of thousands of us tune in every day to see their latest takes on trending styles and color. But it's not just your personality that gets you that kind of attention. And so we had them on to talk about social media growth strategies. They broke down some of their best advice for staying authentic online and building a loyal following. Let's get to it. So I don't think that, part of me thinks that Philip and Alfredo don't really need an introduction, but I will do the introduction nonetheless. Philip and Alfredo are two of our Schedulicity Circle members. They're also Matrix ambassadors. They are world travelers. They are celebrity stylists. And they're currently both based on the West Coast and the East Coast. So we're getting a lot of nice information about what's going on with social distancing. And the most important element I would say is that we're talking social media. And so of course we were going to have on some people who are frankly baller at social media. So Philip, I looked at your numbers today and it was at least last I checked, you have 680,000 plus followers on Instagram and Alfredo, you are at 540,000, which is no small feat. So clearly, you know, a few things about social media and I know very little, if I'm being honest. So I'm going to turn the time over to you, and we will just let you take it away. And then at the end, there will be a chance for everybody to do some Q&As with you. So why don't we all welcome Philip and Alfredo. Hi, everybody. Welcome. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Thanks for coming. Super, super happy to have you guys here. Hi, Philip. What's up, brother? (laughs) Philip and I are so close, and I moved to New York right before everything happened with coronavirus, so always so good to see Philip. We used to work together almost every day and we haven't been able to because we're separated by stay-at-home orders and being across uh, the United States. And 3,000 miles. <laughs> right? Uh, and guys, I apologize in advance. I do not know why it says my name is Madonna, so let's just get that out there. Um, I, <laughs> I'm like a big Madonna fan. It must be something with my computer and I don't know how to change it, so I just, I'm here you know it's Alfredo, um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, Philip, do you want to start? I feel like we both probably have very, we probably have similarities about it, and then we also probably have differences, because I think- Sure, yeah, so first of all, um, I just want to say that, you know, I, uh, uh, I'm i grateful to be here. It's so fun to see all of you. Some people of you I know, some I don't, um, but that's okay, because hey, we're all family here, you know what I mean? And um I know that there are some states that have started to open up and then there's some that aren't open yet. Um, And this is regardless of what kind of uh, industry you're in, but uh, we do share the schedulicity thing. So that's, that's a good thing. I think uh, it's been a good opportunity for us to, instead of be so, you know, look at why we're all different. This is sort of a good way to see all the similarities that, that we all share, especially in business right now. Um, now, I wanted to also, and I spoke to Alfredo earlier, we, we also wanted to take a good amount of time for you guys to, to take the live Q&A as well, because um, you know, I think that's important. Uh, social media obviously is, uh, is a huge thing, and I'll be, I'll be honest with you real quick, I'll tell you a quick story here. Um, I was a late 
a late bloomer with, with social media. I was not an early adopter at all. I, I, I saw people use it. I said, okay, I'll, I'll start one. And I didn't know what I was doing, you know? I, I was just like, you know, maybe post once a month. I don't know. I, what am I supposed to say? I, sometimes I look back now at my first, but I didn't even write a caption. I just, I don't know. I just posted something because I just thought, well, that's what you do. But um, I guess nobody knew back then what the purpose was going to be. And obviously now this is like almost an essential thing, you know, kind of like phones. People thought, oh, well, a cell phone. But now we all live off these, you know, it's crazy. So <clears throat> I think with social media, um, it's it's uh it's been a big thing uh it's grown huge over the past couple years and i and and i've noticed now there's different outlets for different reasons and some platforms such as instagram we have four or five platforms within that platform you know and then it's kind of it gets overwhelming so for any of you who are on it but are not sure what the heck to do or you know it's essential. You know it has to be done. Um, I can tell you for a fact that it definitely does help if done correctly uh, for you. But uh, I want you to understand too, just because something works for me doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be the same formula for Alfredo or the same formula for Danny or whoever. So I think it has to do with knowing yourself, what your goals are for social media and sort of making that sort of very clear. Um, uh, one of the things that I've done is, listen, in the beginning, Alfredo will let you know too, because, you know, we are very close. We're, 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 we're like brothers from another mother. You know, we talk all the time. And, you know, in the beginning, we were just like, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? This is crazy. This is this this like whole situation, you know, took everybody off, of course, just out of nowhere. So um, we thought, you know what, at the end of the day, we have to stay connected, you know. Uh, even though we're physically maybe isolated, it doesn't mean we have to be all together. So I think that's where we decided we need to still be out there, you know, let ourselves be known that we want to connect and this and come to find out a lot of others felt the same way. So, um, you know, that, that's what I've been doing. I, I, I haven't posted every single day on my feed, but I am doing stories and lives and you know, getting on people's podcasts and doing those and interviews. And then, of course, yesterday I did a, a Q&A, you know, so I just do a story of like, look, I don't even know what I'm going to go live for, but how about you help me out? I just did a ask me anything. I wrote that, I, you know, I copied those uh, questions and then I answer back. Something as simple like that is a good way to connect. And of course, obviously, I've been getting a ton of texts from clients, you know, wondering, hey, when are we going to open again? So you know, things like that. But um, anyhow, that's what I've been doing. I think it's important to it not necessarily matters how many followers you have. It's just, you know, utilizing what you do have and then maybe connecting with others to sort of crisscross, you know what I mean? Um, but that's what I got, you know, unless there's other questions. Again, we're going to take questions later, but I just want to give you my, my input there uh, because not doing anything, uh, it can definitely be have adverse side effects as far as, as business. You know, people are going to be like, gosh, do they even remember me anymore? Did I even matter to them? You know, things of that nature. So just the simple, hey, how you doing? How are things going? That, that, that can go a long way, you know. What do you think, I, Alfie? I, I love that. Um, I love everything you just said. I mean, for me, yeah, like when I saw the, the title of this was Staying Social, first of all, thank you to Schedulicity. Like, 
for having us. I've been looking forward to this. I know Philip has too for a long time for this town hall and then just everything they're doing. Like Kit, like you let everybody know about like right now being free and into July and so many people reach out to Philip and I like looking for a scheduling system right now to basically stay social with their clients if they didn't have one before. Like how are they going to schedule things going back into salons? A lot of people are opening up and uh, it's been so cool. Just like shout out to the rock stars because I get so much feedback about the experiences people have when they set up Schedulicity. So just wanted to put that out there since we're here uh, with Schedulicity today, just to work with a company that's like just so professional and just helping hairdressers. Like the community thanks you guys. So just wanted to put that out there. Like what, what you guys are doing, nobody else is doing anything like it right now in our industry. Um, so just super, super kudos uh, to Schedulicity, to Jerry and just to everybody and Michael and just everybody that works at Schedulicity because I hear nothing but incredible things about the experiences that people are having. Um, but for me, staying social is like Philip said, like he was a late bloomer. I was a little bit of a late bloomer. I started a little bit before Philip, but I, I built my social from collaboration. Um, I worked with a different brand and I started collaborating with so many different artists. And that's really how I built my following. Philip obviously being one of them who ended up being like my brother in life and in work. Like we collaborated as everybody knows. <laughs> like every week, you know, putting out new videos all the time. Uh, but for me, really, it was working with artists and collaborating with artists. And I think it's kind of knowing uh, who you are, like what, like Philip said, what works for me may not work for Philip. So figuring out who your audience is, Philip and I obviously have a lot of similarities because our branding is very similar. We branded ourselves together. But uh, for me, it was definitely hair videos. Um, to somebody else, maybe it's doing the perfect blonde. To somebody else, maybe it's a salon owner. I mean, there's so many different ways you can go. I think it's really identifying your brand, identifying who you are and what you want to put out there. Um, and and I, I think right now, the you know, our industry is in like probably one of the toughest times that we've ever seen in our lifetime. Um, and with everything going on with COVID, I, I personally, like, I, I think I've also been going live a lot. I've been finding new ways to communicate with people. Um, and I think it doesn't matter if you have five followers, 500 followers, 5,000 or 500,000. Um, I think just reading the room right now is super important and knowing who you're speaking to. Uh, first, knowing who your followers are and making sure that you're speaking to them. Second, who could the possible new followers be? Um, because there's the room, I call the room is probably your followers, but then there's who's standing right outside the room. And that's the people who are going to be seeing your posts that may follow you, right? Because a lot of people see your posts, not only the people that are in your circle. Um, and I, I find that right now, people want to hear honesty. Uh, they want to be acknowledged. If I, if I just put for me, and like I said, everybody's different, but what I found for me is if I, if I post something that's very like, just, you know, hair, like I used to do, like I love to do, it doesn't really perform as well. I don't seem to get as much interaction. Like people want to hear that I miss doing hair People want to hear that I miss them, um, you know, that I miss doing hair shows. People want to hear that I miss Philip. You know, if I do a post and say that I really miss creating with Philip right now because we can't be together, like I, I notice that people, they, they uh, reach on to that right now because everybody's going through some form, whether you're back in salon right now, you're going through a little bit of stress trying to figure out that and the new rules and trying to reconnect with your clients. Um, you know, if, if you're not able to work yet, you're going through the stress, monetary stress or when are you going to go back to work stress, missing hair, missing your clients? So I, I think people really more than ever right now want to relate to us, especially if you have a voice in the industry. Um, but I, like I said, if you have 
500 followers, you know, your clients want to hear you. Your clients want to hear that you miss them. You know, I think the worst thing that we can do right now is kind of pretend like nothing's going on. Um, and, and I also think the second part of staying social is like keeping in contact. Like Philip and I, we talk like almost, well, sometimes I get busy with work, but like we try to like stay in touch and talk like at least three or four times a week. I think it's good to like stay social outside of social media too right now, you know, like with your salon, with friends that, you know, in the industry, check in on each other, uh, support each other. And, and, you know, I think as a community, we're super strong. Um, and I think we're going to come out of this stronger than before, but I think it's super important that we stay connected right now. And that's, that's my, my feelings right now. Yeah. I like that. And you know what, also real quick for anybody who doesn't know, there's still a few minutes left cause we're going to be doing the grant giveaway but you do have to be signed up for Schedulicity. It is free, um, but there is a link in the chat box. So if you haven't done it and you're interested in that, even without the grant, I think it's worth it because it's free. And just the tools that you get from signing up, I don't even understand it to this day. There's just so many good things about it. It's, it's almost a dream come true. So, uh, And the fact that it's free right now is uh, pretty amazing. So j yeah, j just wanted to throw that out there. Tell me, Philip, if I'm wrong, but I, I'm pretty sure it was like April when they started this, right? Yeah. And then for all those who are signed up already, you know, uh, waiving the fees and all that till what is it, July, I think. So that right there is just such a, such an amazing thing. So. Agreed. So do we have any questions? Let's see. I, I mean, uh, I could keep talking forever, but I wanted to make sure we have enough time for, for questions. We got a couple so far in the feed. If you guys want to scroll up again, I'm sorry about all of the lawn crew that showed up in the midst of this. But I know that Gabriel was asking, um, what do you recommend putting on your profile, on your Instagram profile bio specifically? Do you have any tips or techniques for that? I mean, I'll, I'll take it first and then I'll let Philip go with it with what he did. I mean, for me, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm a corporate person right now, so I work for a brand. So, of course, I have my position, the company I work for. And, you know, Philip and I are both ambassadors, but I'm also an executive with Matrix. So I have that on there. But then I think it's good to put what, you spe what your specialty is. Um, obviously, we put the brands that we work with. But I think, like, if you're an independent stylist, somebody working in a salon, it's super important to put what your specialties are, where they can find you, who you are, what you are. Like, if you're Philip, he's a haircutter the most badass hair cutters in the world right <laughs> uh you know if you're a balayage artist putting that up there um, i mean what advice do you have philip um you know what i think first and foremost obviously i mean i know there's some people they don't even have their name up there now unless you don't want your name known i would obviously put your name there and then yes absolutely put what you are you know what i mean um so whether that's an artist or a personal trainer, you know, whatever it may be. Uh, because, you know, Alfredo does color, I do cut, but uh, Gabriel, uh, wherever you're at, there you are. What's up, buddy? Um, yeah, I would definitely put, you know, your name or, or how you would like to be referred as and then what you want to, what you're known for. And right there answers a lot just in those two things. And then look, yes, of course, if you're affiliated with a brand or something like that, write all that in there if you want. Um, but other, I think those are the two the two main things, you know. And then obviously, uh, if you want to throw in there too, where where are you, you know, in the world? Because obviously, it could be anywhere. Now too, right? So you can connect schedulicity and be like for appointments, you know, go here to book appointments with me if you have schedulicity. So 
I feel like that's super important if you're in a salon trying to build a clientele, let them know like how they find you. And I, I don't think I ever told you this, Philip, but when somebody doesn't have their name in their profile, it's like a pet peeve. <laughs> yeah, it is odd. I, I find that odd sometimes, you know? I'm always gonna be real talk. For some reason, for me, that's like such a thing. Like if somebody doesn't have their name, I'm like, what are you hiding? Like, I wanna know like, what's your name? Like, who are you? <laughs> well, no, because sometimes in my comments, if, if maybe if their name, like their social name is something like uh, Cutter BB7 or something, I don't know their name. They don't say that their name's like Bob or Judy or whatever. Like, I wanna know who, like what their actual name is, right? Yeah, so I think if you're promoting yourself, that's a good way to start, you know what I mean? <laughs> and also make sure your name, like I, obviously it gets hard over time because names get taken, but I feel like to, you know, if you really want to promote yourself, like a name is everything. It's the first thing people see, it's how they find you, right? So don't be like, you know, Bobby Joe1274-Q17, you know, like make sure it's something that's like, kind of like branded with yourself and something that's gonna fit with your business. Um, that has to do with what you do and says something about yourself that's going to make somebody stop. Because they say, what is it, like five seconds or something? Like how long does it fill up? I forget now. So, but like that, it takes only a few minutes for somebody to decide if they want to move on from your profile or hit the follow button, you know? So you oh, want to yeah. make sure that moment is worth it and that it's going to make them follow you. Oh, I just popped up. I know what happened. Something just changed here. That was crazy. I just changed. I stopped sharing because we realized that it's hard to see you when there's actually a slideshow happening. So I figured that you guys would appreciate being a little bit more visible. How do we feel about it? I feel good. Here you are. Hey, that, that works. I was like, whoa, okay. Um, do oh, there's everybody. I've been waiting for this. Hey. I know. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> I was like, what happened to Zoom? I thought this was Zoom. Hi, everybody. And guys, I don't want to embarrass Philip, but it's his birthday yesterday. You guys, oh, my gosh. <laughs> everybody That's tell birthday. Philip happy birthday in the chat box. Hey, Philip, for 30, like, I can't believe how good you look. Like, I hope when I turn <laughs> out, not as good as you do, man. Oh, my gosh. 30, I wish. Thank you, though, brother. I love it. Um, oh, I see some more questions here. So, let's see. Um... Oh, here we go. If I'm promoting the name of my company, that includes other humans as well, should I still put my name on the profile? That's a good question. Um, well, I'll say mine real quick and then, yeah. Okay, so if you have a company that I think that um, maybe you decide, look, is it something that you wanna have the company profile and then would it make sense for individuals to have their own. If it doesn't, then I would say just, um, it's okay to kind of have your, uh, just the company name there. And then maybe as a little, you know, asterisk in the edit of the profile, you can always put whoever's name you want, like as a, um, like for example, instead of a info at such and such.com, someone's name, that way it feels a little bit more personal, you know what I mean? So uh, I'm sure everyone has an info at something, but like, if you want to be the person that people reach out to, um, if it's like that, or if it's a company that maybe individuals do matter, then obviously have the name of the company and then everybody would have their own separate ones with the company name in it somehow. You know what I mean? So that would be uh, my suggestion. But what, what do you got, Alfie? I mean, yeah, I would say if I, if I was a salon owner, I think that I would have a personal page for me and my hair. 
and then I would have a salon page for everybody at the salon and I would keep it separate. I mean, sometimes the salon name is the person, you know, like depending on what your salon name is, but I would still keep it separate and be like, like if it was Alfredo Lewis salon, I would have try to have an Alfredo Lewis salon page and then I would have an Alfredo Lewis page that's just my specific work. And on my salon page, I would focus on, you know, sometimes putting my stuff up there, but I'd be trying to highlight my staff. We're trying to highlight the amazing colors and cutters I have to promote them. Um, that's, that's what I would say. But I mean, Philip and I work in uh, studios uh, for uh, Salon Republic. So, you know, that, that's a different thing because then it's, you know, it's a little bit different when you're independent. It kind of depends on where you're at. Right. That's a good one. I have this, another question. Um, this is from uh, Lily, I think, if I'm pronouncing that right. Okay, it says, when it comes to your messaging on social media, what advice to have you in regards to that? Um, Sorry. <laughs> oh, no, that's okay. <laughs> is, is there a way I could better explain the question through talking rather than typing? Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, so I'm a portrait photographer and right now I'm really in the midst of rebranding and incorporating my values um, individually and also as a business. And so I'm really starting to understand that I want to get involved with activism and community projects when it comes to my work. And so I was wondering kind of like how do I go about now showing my clients that that's the kind of work that I do if I'm not full, if I haven't been able to really dive into that yet. So based on like my content, my messaging, um, and I also teach classes. So I have started to become a little bit more vocal, but I used to be very quiet on social media and just kind of let my photos speak, but I'm trying to like step out now and um, build my own brand. Mm, that's good. Lily, do you want to talk? I mean, we, Lily, I, I love that you're doing that. I think it's super smart because I think right now, like social media, in my opinion, it's taken a turn. Like, I think people want to know who they follow now a little bit. Um, and I think Philip probably agrees. Like, they, I think you used to be able to post pictures and stuff like that. But if you want to do more of what you're saying and kind of rebrand yourself, I think that people like to know a little bit about who they're following. Like, they want to know what you stand for. They want to know who you are. They want to know what you believe in. Um, what do you think, Philip? Yeah, so I would say if you want to do that, that's an amazing thing. I think that uh, always more to be revealed is intriguing to people. Um, so first of all, uh, you said you wanted to be more active in your area, in your community. So I think uh, making sure geotags uh, uh, are very important. Um, also, obviously, particular hashtags that have to do with whatever activism you're doing or, or subject matter. That definitely helps. And I don't mean, you don't have to put 30, but maybe like five or so uh, in your actual post and then write, you know, like a good little caption. Not a novel, but like enough. And when you want, and, and this is the cool thing about Instagram is, okay, you've got your posts. If you want longer format, go to your IGTV. You can make a video of you speaking about that if you want, or do lives. Lives is a good way to kind of get a point across and then stories can help build that up. Like meaning, Okay, guys, I'm going to go live at 7 Eastern Standard Time. I'm making this up, but, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to be talking about this. Anyone who's interested, please join me. Boom, boom, boom. And that way, people are very clear at that point now what you're about, um, what, what, where you're at in your career and your art and what you want to portray. And then um, that, that seems to help me anyways when I want to kind of turn a little bit and have people uh, – concentrate on a certain thing 
rather than just hair in general. You know what I mean? Hopefully, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that was really good. That was helpful because I'm kind of just, yeah, I'm switching my messaging into being very community-based and working towards bigger causes rather than staying, um, I guess, kind of in like fashion or just like editorial. Like I just have kind of different messaging now. So I was just curious as to like what your advice would be with that because I do have a platform right now, but now everything is changing. So I'm looking to engage authentically and show people who have been following me for a while more of like who I am and like the change in my art and more of a story rather than like selling them something. Absolutely. And I think that's the perfect opportunity. You can even throw a post up of like, hey, want to, you know, just letting them know, hey, you want to get to know me a little more, join me on my live or, you know, whatever the case may be. And then you're going to have this more of a tighter following, you know, a more intimate following. And you can even uh, start an event of your own in, in your area or something, you know what I mean? And then yeah, yeah. go from there. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. Welcome. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, Caitlin asked a really good question, and I'm going to say it. And then, so thank you, Caitlin. And then I'll answer, and then Philip can answer, because I know we both have strong opinions. <laughs> sure. Do you guys ever expose things that you don't know? that you're still learning in regards to your craft, how do you balance the fine line between being authentic and vulnerable and maintaining your reputation? Um, so Philip and I, like we've talked about this so many times, like we made a decision, like when we started creating content and videos together, like we wanted to post like reality. There's a story. We didn't want to like edit things or make things look pretty or like, cut out a part of a video because maybe it shows like something that happens to all of us. Like maybe the highlights not as perfect in that one piece of hair. Um, you know, so when we would edit our videos, we would really just like want to give an experience of like what really happened in the appointment. Or if we were trying, if I was trying a new color combination, I would just post it. Um, even if maybe it wasn't my favorite color or like the color that I thought was the best or even at the end. And I know some people on Tiki's their own, some people will not post it. Like you maybe only see half of the videos they make or less than that because they only want to show you perfection. Um, but to me, that's not reality. I wanted people to feel like what I'm doing is real and it's attainable. And, and also I know not everyone's going to love everything. Um, and I'll let Philip, Philip speak for his haircuts, but like doing mullets and stuff isn't always going to be everybody's taste, you know, or doing a disconnected, Bob, let's say, you know, like, or whatever it is that we were doing, because a lot of the stuff we do is not like your everyday. Um, and people can be definitely vicious um, on social media when you have followers like we do. They will come on and they will just like hate, you know? And, and sometimes you have to just be like the bigger person and you have to have a thick skin and like understand the difference between constructive criticism, which is people's right, if you're getting paid to work with brands and you're putting yourself out there, I think it comes with the territory. I don't think you can be like, oh, that's not fair because we're putting ourselves out there. You know, if you ask to have that many followers, like it comes with, it comes with a certain amount of responsibility. Um, but then there's the fact where people are just like coming on there, just attacking, like just because they're like an internet type troll or whatever. So like, it's kind of, you kind of have to like just really be good at differentiating the two. But I'm, I usually have no problem. Like, I'll actually respond to people. Like, if it's constructive criticism, I'll be like, oh, you know, I'll be super honest about it. Like, you know what? I agree. Like, I think I would use a different toner next time. Um, I just wanted to show you guys, like, you know. So for me, like, I, I don't – I think that is part of being a professional because we're 
nothing's ever always perfect. And I think we second guess ourselves in the salon a lot, or like if it's a haircut, if it's a color, like, oh, next time maybe I would do this differently. And I've always just wanted to show people like the reality of what's happening in the salon on my page. Um, I don't think it's right or wrong to not or to, but for me, that's what I wanted to do and what I wanted to portray. So I didn't really have a, um, a fear of being vulnerable or showing people something if I thought maybe they were going to have like really uh, drastic opinions about it. I so like that. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel? So for me, Caitlin, um, you know what? Listen, first of all, the word expose, it's such a, such a strong <laughs> word, but yes. Um, so do we ever expose that? I think, uh, like Alfredo says, it's more about, uh, I don't think I really concentrate on those things, but I think I try to stay um, with that as far as my messaging, my overall messaging, which is, you know, at the end of the day, we're, we don't know it all. We never will know it all. You know, I think it's about uh, staying students of the craft and, and that uh, learning is, is what it's all about. Like, you know, we still learn to this day many decades in, as well as when I first started. And I will continue to because at the end of the day, there's no such thing as perfect. There's no such thing as knowing at all. I think that in of itself sort of covers the idea of exposing things that we don't know. I don't know that I really uh, like physically show something that I don't know or something like that. But I, I think I've been very open about that. I, I remember earlier on, uh, I think just in the past three years, my personal barbering skills have gotten a lot better. And that's a result of me hanging out with some of the best in the world, you know, and learning from them. And at the same time, because, okay, so several years ago, a lot, uh, the majority, and I'm speaking generally, of course, because uh, there's always exceptions to the role, and especially now there's a whole new hybrid version of generation of, of, of stylists slash barbers. But uh, generally speaking, barbers were amazing with clippers. They didn't know how to use scissors and vice versa. Cosmetologist, amazing with scissors, didn't know what to do with clippers. You know, well, what is this, a guard? You know, nobody knew. So the fact that um, we were able to hang out with each other, learn from each other, and now this new breed that was coming out of school learned both because they're watching all this and they're physically doing it. So you got guys doing Sassoon cuts with crazy fades. You're like, what is this? This is amazing. So I think that earlier on, I talked about how, look, um, I don't do fades every day. Um, I'm not that big on using a straight blade. But of course, nowadays, you're going to see me doing out, uh, videos with Alfredo where he's coloring, bleaching, putting on crazy colors. At the same time, I'm carving in designs and using the straight blade. Several years ago, you would have never saw me do that, you know, or if you did, it was very, not as often. And so uh, just picking things up, I, I did get better. So I think that, um, yes, I've talked about it, um, but it's definitely not something we hide. But I think uh, through the messaging, you know, we try to let yeah, that be known. I feel like when we do stuff, like, it's not like we sit there and go, oh, somebody may not like this or it's not going to be their cup of tea. Like we just do what we want and we like are super passionate about it when we do it. It's just, you never know what the audience is going to think. Like sometimes it's the stuff that you're maybe like, but you don't love that people go crazy and it's viral. And it's like, everybody's like, Oh my God, this is so beautiful. What's the formula. And then sometimes you're like, Oh, it's so amazing. And then 
they don't love it as much, you know? Like, you, you never really know how the audience is going to react uh, to what you do. You really yeah. don't know, especially when that many people are seeing it. But I agree. I think I got better. Like, I think, I think followers, if they give me constructive criticism, because sometimes I actually, other than working with, like, some of the best colorists in the world, like, sometimes the followers, like, just their feedback, it makes me rethink things, but in a good way, not in a bad way that I'm insecure about. It. More like, oh, wow, that's a really good idea. So I actually learn things from the, me personally. I'll sometimes learn things from comments and from, like, the artists that are watching our work. Yes, I think also generationally, um, I consider myself the generation that was just the tail end of the old school breaking into the new. So for the very, very new people, I seem like an OG, but in reality, I'm still brand new as far as I'm concerned, but it's just difference on where, when you came into the industry, you know? And so going on to the next question here from my buddy, uh, Christopher. All right. Uh, when will we be taking over YouTube? Well, let me tell you, I'm pretty excited because I have been wanting to do YouTube for a long time, but of course, the scheduling is crazy. So now uh, we have a little bit more of that time. So I definitely intend on doing this and, uh, and I'm pretty excited about it. So um, it's going to definitely happen uh, fairly soon. So be ready. Um, let's see. What other questions? Anything you guys else? actually have a couple of hands raised. Do you want to answer a couple of live questions? Oh, yeah, yeah. Let's, let's from, go ahead. We have, well, we have Danny and we have John. So I'm going to unmute John first, but we can do a couple of them. So John Livingston, you have a question for Philip and Alfredo? Yeah, I kind of have a two-part question. First of all, I'd like to say happy birthday, Philip. Uh, and both you and Alfredo, what you guys have been doing over this uh, – quarantine with all the stuff that you guys been doing on Instagram and the live classes, everything very appreciative of and very thankful. I want to say hi to all my schedulistic family that's on Hannah, Kit, Gabriel, Danny, Chris, both Philip and Alfredo. Okay. So we got a two part question. Um, what do you feel that uh, like percentage wise um, video as opposed to photo? I know Phil, you post a ton of videos more so than photos uh do you think that there should there's like a percentage of what you should do since i think that instagram is really uh going more geared towards video if you don't mind alfie i'll start this one and then i'll pass to you okay so uh that's a great question and again i would have to say i'm going to take this back to the to the beginning where we talked about how you know, I think um, what works for me may not work for everybody. I would agree in saying that things are becoming a little more video, uh, you know, video based. Um, but I think it just, it's a matter of what, what works for you. You know, you, you've got to see what your audience reacts to mostly. And for me, it just happened to be video. And so when that happened to me, I, when it first happened to me, I had no videos. I just had only pictures. And then one day I posted this one video that it just blew up. I don't know. And I was like, what the heck is going on? I'm, and so I said, well, if I could do that once, maybe I can do it again. And then I just kind of kept working on it. And so now it has become more of a video based um, account. So that just works for me. But hey, I know accounts where they do zero videos and they still do great. So I think it's just a matter of finding what your audience does and maybe thinking ahead on what type of audience do you want to keep attracting? So for us, it is video. 
And I believe for my brand, it's a great way for me since it's more video based to segue into the YouTube because YouTube is obviously just a, that's the king of videos right there. So that's my thing. Thanks. So I don't know that there's a ratio. I think that's personal upon you. I, I will, I will say though, I think that like for me, like I grew probably four to five times as fast when I started doing all video. So I do think that video, I do agree with you that about videos seems to be gearing that way more on Instagram. Like I feel back in the day in the beginning, photos could perform, I mean, not that they don't perform well, but you could see a lot of growth from like a viral photo. Whereas nowadays, the more videos you post, if you're looking for growth, it all depends on like Philip said, like if you're a salon owner and you're really just wanting to show beautiful still photos of the color work and the cuts that you're doing, that could be really valuable. Um, if you're trying to grow your following, I think that video is definitely where it's at. Okay, thanks. Okay, second part of my question is, I'm in PA and a lot like New York and California, we're still shut down. Um, and I have, this, is, this really doesn't have much to do with social media, but um, it kind of does with schedulicity and everything going forward once we are allowed to go back to work. Do you guys, how do you guys both feel um, on raising prices going back to the salon with everything that we may have to encounter with all the new PPE and all the other cleaning regulations, stuff like that. I just want your opinion on both. Trick question, trick question. Look over there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll totally answer. You want me to answer first, Philip? Sure, yeah, go for it. It's a tough one, because pricing can always be a tricky, tricky question, but we're amongst friends here with Schedulicity. Um, I think it's, it's, it's like what Philip says about social media probably applies. Like what may be right for me or what I think may not be right for you. I think it depends a little bit of where you're at right now with pricing. Um, what demographic you're in. Are you somebody that hasn't given yourself a raise like you should have over time? And you know, you've been afraid because I know a lot of hairstylists say that sometimes they're afraid to raise their prices. So maybe they haven't raised them in 10 years or more if you've been doing hair that long. Um, if you're somebody that's like a top tier stylist that charges a lot already for your service, I think there's a lot of different factors that come into play. Um, I, my, my thought is I think we need to reinvent the, um, the uh, service menu. That's what my head goes. A part of it's like working with the brand that I work with and just hearing what I'm hearing from the people that have opened. Um, every state's different, but there's timing issues. Some states you shouldn't have people in the salon for a certain amount of time. Some states, you're not supposed to blow dry the hair. It's different everywhere, but I feel like really, really reinventing the service menu and then setting a new price structure is what, what I feel should be done, um, especially if you can't have as many clients in the salon at one time, if you, know, you can't have as many people in the salon at one time. I think that our service, we have an opportunity to really be seen like doctors, I feel. Um, I think with the sanitation like 2.0 with Barberside and everything that we're doing right now to like, take care of our clients if you really think about it um doing like pre-consultations like they do in a doctor's office assessing your client's hair maybe facetime consultations setting everything up before they come in like if we elevate our artistry and we elevate our client experience then we can elevate our prices um i feel and if we reinvent the service menu adding like some more luxury to it like just really letting them know that they're going to be getting that like really one-on-one -on -one service with you and, and, and what it's going to look like but you have to set it up beforehand. So I would have 
consultations with every single client. I would contact them however you can, let them know what the new rules are, let them know, uh, you know what you're going to be offering, what uh, precautions you're taking, what you're doing to set them up to re-enter the salon you know, once you're able to be open, and then what your new price structure and service menu looks like. Um, that's what I think, but I feel like if, if you're somebody that feels like I don't want to do that or I'm not ready to do that, that's okay too. Um, but I do feel like we possibly have an opportunity right now to reinvent the wheel because we're in an unprecedented time. Right. Great answer, Alfredo. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that Gabriel also pointed out that, that some salons are thinking about using sanitation fees, which is, I don't know if anybody saw that in the chat, but that's very interesting as well. Um, we do have one more hand raised. Would you like to go for another? Sure. All right. So the next person is Chris DeFazio. Am I pronouncing that correctly? I'm going to go ahead and unmute. Yo! What's up, my brother? What's up? Doing. I just want to say hello to all the guys out there first. Philip, Madonna, of course. <laughs> et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Hi to my family. So my question basically is this. So I've been thinking consistently here in the Boston area, things are off and running very slow. So I've been planning on putting together an 8 to 11 um, dry cutting class that I've presently been doing for some time, 15, 16 years now in the Newberry Street area. So my question is to you, what would be the best outlet to start doing that online as master classes? Because you see things popping up, but I don't believe that it's a consistent A to Z thing, bringing you from ground zero, just out of school, how to hold scissors, right down to your final testing, cut 11, let's say. So I know everybody's all about, you know, major editing and cameras and lighting and all this other stuff. I personally have taken pride on doing things very raw from stage one. And what you see is what you get. If you're interested in tuning in, of course, I'll give you my everything that I have. Um, so what would you guys say on taking this, you know, down the road of just doing it raw rather than all edited? And where would you start to bring those classes to the forefront on social media? I hope that was clear. So, so raw meaning edited, just like straight through? Just straight through, like instructional from beginning to end, let's say one cut, but like one camera view, spinning the person around in the chair, you know, simple lighting, simple instruction, and answering all the questions. It just seems like the people that make it to a very high level these days with master classes have all this editing and the all these fancy cameras and lighting and so on and so forth. And I just believe in ground zero and I just want to know how you guys feel about that. Oh, I, I don't find it anything wrong with that. I think it's a matter of, like I say, um, just, look, it's the quality of the message of what you're teaching, you know, and if you can get that across with one angle, simple Q&A, I say do it, more power to you. It's actually less work on the back end, you know? Oh, for um, sure. I think, um, you know, my particular editing and this, that, and the other, the reason why I do it is just a reaction on what my comments were saying. Oh, can you do a close-up of this? Oh, can you explain this? Oh, can you show this? So it's just an evolution of what my audience has talked about. But sometimes, you know, on a live, I have no choice but to just use one angle, and that, that works just as fine, too. Now, what you and can do... I've kind of built my whole road is that one angle in the salon. 
and teaching the way that I teach. And I want to continue that way. It just seems like a lot of people take it to such epic levels. I wanted to just see your opinion on going very raw with everything to get where you need to get to instructionally. Yes. And I think that's, that, if that's your thing, then I would say stick with that. And also then go to the next level, do it, and then you can stream it and charge that way, you know? Yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all about going guerrilla and just doing that, uh, Christopher. But I, I, think, I think what happens, it's twofold. What, number one, on Instagram, it would be hard to do unless you do live because of just the time. They don't let you, even IGTV. Like, there's, it would be hard to just, like, go and talk something through YouTube. There's a limit. So I think that's one, one issue of it as far as like doing something on Instagram. Um, but then the other part, I think that we get like, when you start like doing better on Instagram and you start building, like I think our heads just like, I mean, times have changed with COVID, it's so different now, but I think like we would get all into like, oh my God, I just got this new camera. Like you start to explore like different ways of doing things. So you go from the phone to the camera. And I think it's just like a natural progression that happens with some people where they want to take more, but you're right. Then you kind of lose that just raw edge that you had in the beginning. Cause I think most of us just start one angle. Like my first video that went viral, I had no assistant there, nothing. I literally sat a phone up on a, on another station and angled it towards, and I just moved my client until I could see myself just doing the balayage in one angle. And that video was like my first video to go viral. Um, and it was just super raw. It was like one take done, you know? Um, but I think as time went on, you just get so much more like, let's do this and then let's do that. You just start thinking things, you know, thinking bigger with things. But I like what you're saying. I think, um, I think there's something to be said for that. And I actually feel like people kind of want a little bit more of that raw right now. Yeah, I think if there's any time right now where that raw is going to work, it's now. Look at late night television. It's on YouTube with grainy, like 720p, you know, like. <laughs> now is the time to yeah. go gorilla if you're going to do it. Well, 100%. My biggest fear was, I mean, not mentioning another social media outlet, but I did it for so long, for so many years. There's instructional videos up to a year long, excuse me, a, uh, an hour long, that I would just push the recorder right there at the salon while I was teaching. And it just deems itself that it jumps to another one, which is now Instagram and what's going to be next. And I don't want to be halfway through this master class, you know, 11 cuts and have like cut three and all of a sudden something else comes along, you know? So getting professional opinions from people like you is, is vital as far as I'm concerned in the beginning stages. So I appreciate it. I learned a ton of what you just said. So thank you for articulately going at that and letting me know how you feel. Absolutely. All right. Are we, are, is, it, is it time yet to pick a winner? Or it, we is, we it is almost time to pick a winner. I was going to say I would love it if we could end on the two of you telling our audience there's just one thing, just like one piece of advice that you have for them today on social media that you would love for them to take away, even if it's just like one sentence or one final thought. What would you say is like the number one piece of advice you would give to people about social media right now during social distancing? Well, social media advice with social distancing or social media advice just in general? You know what? Let's go either. Okay. 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 I'll, you want me to go for Okay. So for, uh, here's my, my word of advice. If there is some, and I'm going to have to bite the bullet and follow my own advice here, but if there is something about social media that you have been thinking about doing and you have not done it, 
do it now. I mean, listen, what other time, what are we waiting for? You know what I mean? Um, maybe if you don't know yet, then that means the next step is reach out to someone who you think does know because you're getting closer to achieving what you've been thinking about. Because listen, if it stays up here, that's only where it's going to end up if you don't do something about it. So I say, whatever has been working up there, do it. Physically manifest that. Make it happen because I swear you will be surprised at what can happen. And that could be sort of the little fuel to the fire that's been burning in you, you know? So I say, don't wait anymore. Get off this Zoom when we're done and get to it. That's it. He always gets me riled up, even across the United States. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about. So <laughs> I'm going to and I'm going to say, I'll do social distancing and then I'll just do in general because it's like, but um, I, I think social media, um, my advice would be uh, do what you love. Don't not do what you love. Do what you love. Have fun. Don't take yourself too seriously and don't be afraid to try and learn from your mistakes and you're going to be gold. You can do those things. People are, are going to fall in love with you eventually and just keep going and like don't give up. Social distancing wise, I think what we do now on social media and what we demonstrate is going to have a lasting effect on our industry and, and on our clients and our salons. So I would say be mindful uh, of what you're posting, that, it, that it's done with intention and that it's done with care and, and that you're being responsible to like whatever it is that the CDC, you know, listen to the right people. Like there's a lot of crazy out there right now. Really like follow like what your government's saying as far as like your state and local governments along with the health officials that are giving you like real time information because what we, what we demonstrate right now is going to have a lasting effect on our industry. So, um, you know, but at the same time, I think, like I said, it goes back to my first part. That's why I wanted to say both. Still do what you love, still have fun. You know, uh, it's a serious time, but also I think, you know, people don't want things to be too, too heavy right now. Like acknowledge it, but, you know, also continue to have fun because we have an amazing professional profession and there's a lot of fun to be had. I think that's a perfect note to end on. Thank you again, Philip and Alfredo. We really appreciate you joining us. We love having you around, obviously, always. I'm really sorry that you guys can't be in the same room right now, especially after Philip's birthday. So we got to get this stuff figured out sooner rather than later and bring New York and LA back together again. But thank you for making it work with us tonight. Yes, thanks everybody for coming. Coming, thank you Thank so you. Much. Thanks everyone, we'll see you again. Bye. Told you they were great, right? That's it for today's episode, but there's still plenty more where that came from. Head to our site to catch up on our archives. And if you haven't already, don't forget to sign up for a Schedulicity account at essentials.schedulicity.com to take advantage of all our booking, marketing, and payment tools. Catch you next time.